heroes. Highlights and hardships with Triple M's Rush Hour. Welcome back to the Rush Hour with Gus June and Wanda. We've got James Jammer, Graham, Hero, Highlight and Hardship Podcast. Welcome to the show, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing very well. Thanks. Excited to, to get into the, the Triple H. He was one of my favourite wrestlers going. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He's a bit loose, mate. A bit like you back in the uh, day. Degeneration <laughs> X, that's what he was part of with Shawn Michaels and... Yeah. Uh, X-Packs. Yeah. I love was, them. Couldn't was, get enough of them. Was the junkie a dog there or no? Was that before that? Oh, era? yeah. The so road dog Jesse James. Sure. He was... Ricky he was, Steamboat. Yeah. 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 Hulk, Not, Hulk Ricky Hogan. Steamboat wasn't in D-Generation X. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm oh, man. I used to love it. Hulk Hogan has sat in that exact chair oh, where you are now. He walked in. He yeah. walked in when Maddie, myself and MG did the Brecky show. He walked straight in. Sat down yeah, right good. there and went, hey, I'm the Hulkster. And he was actually meant to go to Kyle Jackie O upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were rating like a two. They were rating a 20 upstairs. Yeah. And he wanted the big audience. But the, the security guard went, oh, it must be for the grill team. So... In, oh, in he so brought in. He stayed with us for 45 minutes. It was one of the best yeah. 45 minutes of our life. And he's obviously the man that I remember as being, mm. I suppose, the number one when it came to wrestling in those, in those 80s, 90s. Yeah, what a legend. Happy days. What about the uh, the hero highlight and hardship? Before we get there, awards and accolades. Man of Steel in 2008. RLIF Proper of the Year in 2008-2012. Dally M Proper of the Year in 2014. RLIF Golden Cap. What's the Golden Cap? You won that in 2022. Uh, yeah, you get awarded that for 50 test matches. Wow, so, um, Are you the most ever by English slash Great Britain? I think I'm just behind Adrian Morley, or maybe it's the same. Morley. Oh, Morley. What a player he was for the Roosters. You know, if he wasn't suspended all the time, he'd probably have about 60 or 70, so. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What an absolute legend. That. Let's start the ball rolling with your hero on field, off field, someone in your life that you would say was that number one hero for you, Jimmy? Yeah, look, I, I guess growing up, I, I never really hero worship many people. It's probably just looking back now and think about um, some of the strong influences on, on my life. And you know, without even knowing it, it was my, my grandfather. Um, you know, the, the situation that uh, he was in, he lived in one of the, the poorest areas in, in England in a place called Maryport um, with, with my grandma. I had my dad there. They grew, all, grew up together. Uh, he went and fought in World War II and fought for the freedoms that uh, sometimes I guess we take for granted. Um, but what impressed me about him most was um, he lived in housing, com- well, sorry, him and my grandmother and my dad, they, they lived in housing commission house, houses um, in, in the same spot, but he treated it immaculately. So you'd go up there, we'd, we'd go and spend a lot of our, our summers there. And if you dared to go on my granddad's patch of grass out the back. Yep. Oh, Just yeah. his pride. It was Just his... like immaculate. And, it, <laughs> and also, you know, the way he dressed was important as well. Like he, he's a, that, there's something about it that warms the heart when you see like old videos of my granddad, like on the beach in Southport, like just a, a place in England or we drive to France as, as kids and they, they come with us. Um, and he'd be on the, on the beach almost like in a suit because he was just, he, he always wanted to look the part. And I think it's a strong message for anybody that, you know, despite the circumstances that you're in, you can still make an effort. So you've and taken you, that into your life as I, well? Oh, as you can see, immaculately groomed. Yeah, exactly. kind of I think that the, the important thing, what it taught me is, is that you care. And you, you care about something, and and he did that with with his with his house. He's not, even though you know it was a, a government owned house, and the, the way he dressed, and uh, he was such a, a kind man. He didn't say too much. 
but um, he certainly made a lasting impression on me. How proud was he when you started playing footy and he could watch you either at the game or on the BBC? Um, did you have any special moments where you played in a in a big game and he was there? Yeah, so I've, I've actually, um, you know, but, but uh, like a lot of family were involved. I'm one of seven, so, you know, a lot of family were, were at, at some of those big games, but I've got a... A photograph at home from when I uh, won the Super League in, in 2006 and it's me and my granddad um, with with that with that trophy and it's pretty special. Kind of a, embarrassingly, I'm holding a beer in the picture and <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wish I didn't. You maybe know, you can Photoshop that yeah, out. Yeah, maybe you look to Photoshop it out. Right. But, it, but it's, it, it's like an, it, it, I think it was taken on like a, 2006, so I don't even think it's a digital picture, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have look, to yeah. rub it out somehow. Oh, look, I think that's fine. Sometimes we lose sight of the, the generation that we were and where we are now, and obviously the game's changed so much since myself and Jude and you came through, you know. And the players, there's so much pressure on them. But even going back, so I think you were in nine or ten grand finals, you won two. Um, when you lost those grand finals, how did you get up again going, mate, you know what, because when you lose one, I lost the World Cup 2003 to England. Remember when England beat us? Um, I've never forgotten that. That still, that still hurts me. It's the only really big match that I've lost other than Origin. How, how do you come back from losing all those grand finals? I know you won two, but even the 2014 one with your great mate Sam Burgess, you played against him and you, you, you injured him too. Yeah, look, I think in, in terms of losing grand finals, um, what's the alternative? Like, You'd rather be there, wouldn't you? You'd like, rather be there. But, but in terms of like coming back and going again, like mm. I, I honestly doubt that that's and the the answer to that is if you have to ask the question, you won't understand the answer. Like you just yeah. go again. Yeah, it's something that's ingrained in you. Yeah. Mm. I mean, look in terms of hardships across your life. I mean, we we know that in terms of careers, they can just go sideways at different stages. Would you? Can you look back at any particular moment which is a real hardship for you, either on the on the field or off? Yeah, look, um, I, I guess I, I'm very fortunate that I don't believe I've ever had to uh, deal with genuine hardship as of yet. Um, I guess the, the, the most difficult thing um, was probably accepting that it was over. Mm. Yeah. Like that realisation and accepting of myself that my body was um, no longer capable of uh, of doing it anymore um, at a standard that I, I wanted to um, put out there each and every week. And uh, it can be quite a difficult moment to accept that you, what you've done for your whole life, what you've um strived and had ambitions to do ever since you can almost remember that that's no longer going to be there mm. and it's I, I found it difficult to, yeah, to to accept and to to start those conversations going around this this isn't going to happen anymore and you know the, the the build up to that that last ever game and you know even thinking back to when I was you know young and naive and like legitimately thought I'd play forever yeah. <laughs> like I'd just keep on playing like until someone would not give me a contract or, or not pay me to play like I couldn't envisage doing anything else it's all I ever wanted to do in no matter in what capacity and then there's there's a moment where you have to go nah it's it's not happening anymore and that as a hot that in terms of like I'm fortunate that is that is my hardship and still sometimes you do find it quite difficult to, to accept and think that that's yesteryear I'm still looking for a time machine if anyone's got access to a time machine <laughs> no. please no. I, I am the front of the queue if you've got one you know how to time travel like legitimately it's gone 
I'm in. Yeah, let's go. Jimmy, you do make a good point, though, because that's where the emotion does get caught up in players when you have to announce to teammates that, hang on, there is there is an end for me. Or, you know, I'm not going to be able to suit up. And we all put on this sort of suit of armour to get out there. Does that come from the club or does it come from you? Does that make a difference? Oh, sometimes both, sometimes both, you get tapped yeah. on the shoulder, yeah. sometimes you're not. But, it, but it's just that feeling of, I can't. I can't yeah, be I, at the level that I know I want to be and I'm going you know, to let you down, which yeah, it's hard, isn't I, it? It is. And, you know, uh, uh, for a lot of athletes and m- myself included, there's, you know, uh, some moments and, and periods of denial. Mm. And, yeah, it, 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 a, a lot of the people that you surround yourself with, it's difficult to the, for them to have that honest conversation with you. And, and I can appreciate that because, you know, no, nobody wants to be the bearer of that bad news that, you know, perhaps you should think about, um, you know, d- doing something else and moving on to pastures new or you're no longer wanted. Um, I, I was fortunate that, that I made that decision, but but still it was a it was a hard internal battle and the warning signs were there, but yep. I probably just wasn't willing to accept them as, as quickly as what it did. And um, yeah, just that mental hurdle of, no, this this is and also because it's all I'd ever known that mm. the, the unknown was so scary and frightening mm. because we I'd, be, I'd become accustomed to a life of you know train, rest, right. eat, sleep, Prepare train, game, game yeah. next year, internationals, so sure. this week, next week, you know the highs, the lows, the roller coaster. Didn't know what life was going to be like without football, and uh, yeah, it was uh, scary. Yeah, I imagine it was. I remember MG uh, spoke about Roy Simmons, who was a great mate, and he played a lot of footy with, and lost a grand final, won a grand final, and. Royce was the one that actually said to him, mate, I want you to watch this tape. Mm. And MG watched it and he knew in that moment that a great mate was saying to him, mate, we're done here. And that's real friendship. The hardest that, that, conversation that, that, you can have, right? That is real friendship because um, plenty of people are bullshit, yeah? Mm. And and give you that... Uh, that positive, that feedback of yeah. you know that oh you you know you are going good, mate. You know yeah. what you you're right. One yeah, you, you've, you've still got it. Yeah. You've still got it, mate. I've seen you've still got it. It's like a, a real mate goes to you like, come on, let's get. Well, people surround themselves with yes, yeah, yes, men. You know, I, I feel for some of the tennis players. You sit there and go, who's your who's that yeah. village around them in the in the box? Yeah. saying, oh, you can still do this or the village has got to be hard. there. They've got to be for everything. They've got to be there for everything. Let me ask you this. Uh, sorry, Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett, obviously, mate. I know that we've done some stuff in around Triple M, and Wayne Bennett speaks highly of you, mate. Wayne Bennett retired me. I thought I had one more year to go. A good mate of ours, Jason Nightingale, he was on the bench, and I knew Jason Nightingale should have been starting. And Wayne said to me at the end of my career, he goes, I got one more year to go. And he said, what do you think? And I said, one more year. And he goes, mate, one more year, you'll be playing on the bench. Nightingale's going to start, and they won the grand final. What did Wayne Bennett bring to you? Because I know you two have got a wonderful relationship. Yeah, he, he, he taught me um, so much in such a short period of time. I can remember a quick story. Uh, going into England camp, an Australian coach uh, wondered how he'd tap into the narrative of being English. And uh, we arrive in a camp and on the schedule, it's got a, uh, a trip to uh, the regions, uh, regions of France and Belgium. Like, what are we going there for? We, we've got a test series to win. And um, <laughs> he took us there and... Yeah, I speak about time travel. I can close my eyes and take myself there to those battlefields. Wow. And um, just eerily silent and the recognition of the sacrifice that um, you know, a, a lot of men made. And I don't know if they had that ability to even make that choice. I don't even know if it was a choice, especially those people that fought in 
uh, World War One, and for Wayne to, to to take us to places like Menningate, um, and that recognition of look, we, we all live in the now, and we live in a bit of a bubble here, and you know we 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 do take things for granted, and that's fine. Like, uh, but like I love different cultures and the culture here in Australia, you go to an RSL and they stop at six o'clock, put your dinner down, put your phone down, you stand up. And I, I love that, that it's that recognition of our service men and women. But for, for Wayne, he, uh, he taught me about that sacrifice and, and some of the places that we went to in, in, in Belgium and, and France and the place in Belgium where they actually play the last post every single day, at, I think eight o'clock. Um, I can't remember the name of the, the, the town, Y-E-P, uh, Epers, uh, yeah, yeah, Epers, yeah, yeah, play, yeah. And, and actually I learned so much on that short trip I went back with my dad I, I was so inspired I, a couple of years ago I was back in England I was like me and my dad went on like a, a, a um, got went into Paris and then drove to these um, to places like Meningate and Yuppies in, in Belgium and um, just soaked it all up and it's it's important lesson I think it's a it's something that um any uh, individual should do at some point in their life and thanks to Wayne I got to experience that and have that appreciation for what we have yeah it's a beautiful moment thanks for taking us there Jimmy let's talk about the last part of the three H's the highlight hard to pick one but if you can give us one out of your career that obviously spanned across a couple of different uh, continents yeah it's a it's tough split between my 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 first game and my last game um Okay, talk us through the first game first. First game, I'm 17. Uh, this is all I've ever dreamed of doing. And finally, I, I, I get to do it. And um, When did you know I, you were selected? I, I was like maybe two or three days before the game. So I had like a little bit of a training week. But just a bit beyond nervous. Uh, only 17 at the time. I, I wasn't ready. There was a huge injury. Um uh, a huge injury problem at the at the club, um, unfortunately, and and I get the chance, but still, like a, a, sur- a surreal start to to life in, in first grade, and it's very different. Then you know you don't get the photos with the jersey, and there's no surprise <laughs> camera, and you're crying and all that. It was just like you're playing, yeah. like it was just it was yep. very different, yeah. not not like it is now. And there's this whole hoo ha, and they bring surprise guests in, and you know it's all over Instagram. It was just like yeah, you're making your debut, and now I'm like Whoa, panic, and and then I'm making the calls to my granddad, and my dad. Like, hey, can, you know, can we scrape and for you know yeah. get wow. two free tickets for yeah. the game? That's yep. about it. So, yeah, yeah. How do we get more? Uh, but <laughs> Who, who'd you play against? Uh, Castleford Tigers. Oh. And how and how'd you go? Uh, we won. How did um, you go? Uh, I I think I, I well I survived. I'm, I'm here. To, I'm here to tell the tale. Yeah. So from that moment on, you played until no. you left to come to Australia. You played first grade from that moment no, on. No, 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 oh, that that was, was, grade, yeah. that was, uh, back, it, it was. That was that was in in for a week and yeah. uh, see you next year for first grade. <laughs> um, so I really made my mark and impression. You know, yeah. I, 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 I certainly wasn't one of these kids that came through and everyone's like, oh, he's one to watch. It was just like he did a job and obviously keep continue on with your development, lads. So, uh, but but I, I'll go with that game and I, I'll tell you. Why, um, rather than the last, so I actually spoke to my my, my father on a, a podcast called Head Noise and talking about you know um, the the effects of uh, of concussion and, and sort of a build up to, to my life as a, as a footballer and um, we we had a, a, another journalist on Jess Halloran who who mm. asked the question of my dad about like what was your proudest moment and and he said the debut and that that rocked me I was like going I was like I didn't realise what it meant to you and and he made like one, I was one of seven kids him wow. and my mum and the rest of my family made so many sacrifices along the way mm. um, 
I didn't realise that 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 it was that that made the the diff that that made such an impact on him, and he made all those sacrifices not for me to get there. It was to make me a better person, give me a greater understanding of the world, develop skills and and, and attributes that sport um, instills in people. Uh, that are willing to learn and and there's so many beautiful things that sport brings us but for me to, to hear my father uh, speak about seeing his son make his debut of all the games I was like dad I played 20 minutes and I was just, he was like no but son that that was beyond special for me it was just this accumulation of all your hard work that he'd witnessed and, and all the sacrifice and the grueling training and the sideways rain and the snow and <laughs> getting belted as a kid and all this sort of stuff. He was just like, that was that's what it, it meant to him. So I think when you look back and you reflect it, the impact that you can have on other people is is an incredible thing rather than a feeling that you get yourself. And mm. I had some great moments along the along the way that did impact others. But that particular moment in time for my dad, for him to, to say that and have that conversation with him, which is another thing. I think we should have more conversations with our loved ones about events from yesteryear, both good and bad. Um, but that conversation will stay with me and that's why I'm going to pick my debut. Amazing. That's beautiful. beautiful. Thanks, mate. 206 games in the Super League, 135 for wow. the Doggies, 51 for the St. George Illawarra side and you played in 13 NRL finals and all the test matches as well. Jimmy Graham, thanks for joining Champion. us on the HHH podcast. Absolute pleasure, gents. Thank you for having me on. Good on you, mate. Anyway. The Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Weekdays from four on Triple M.